Greetings, lovely people, and welcome to the Dread in the Shed podcast. I am Daddy Cam of the One Love Army, and I am in the shed telling my stories. Welcome, listeners, and thank you so much for joining me. Now, where was I? Ah, yeah, I uh, told a little story or a couple of stories, bits and pieces about my dear friend Daisy Ball, Sylvie, Sylvia Harkinson. Um, yeah, and that was, you know, just part of the uh, filling in bits and pieces of 1982 for you because about three episodes ago, I, I left you um, in December 1982 on the threshold of 1983 and uh, having just been told I was about to become a father for the first time. Now, you know me. Now then, <laughs> I just hold it there. We're just going to have to hang on for a bit. Because, well, today is the 20th of January, 2021. And uh, I'm in the shed. It's a little bit rainy outside. Um, and this actual episode, I started recording a version of it five days ago. You know, I got five minutes in and thought, well, what you can do with these... Uh, podcast you can like pause and come back to it days later if you like and add to it etc but uh i prefer the more you know one hit you know hit it in one and uh that works for me and uh so this one could be interesting well it will be interesting i will hit up 1982 i have to i haven't done any script i did do what they i think they call it a splatter chart i just took a handful of 1982 and threw it at a piece of paper and and um, observed what came up and uh, and uh, the shed door on the blue shut in my face there I've opened it up it's, it's daylight it's two o'clock in the afternoon or 2.15 and um, so yeah it's a cloudy day here in Carl Shorten anyway <laughs> stick with me because I'm not quite going to 1982 yet the reason being I'd like to speak with you all okay a little chat with you all you know the dread in the shed would like a little chat before we get on with uh, uh, 1982 so here we are January the 20th 2021 sitting in the shed now then um, it was quite a break between uh, episodes somewhere between December and January and that was I suppose all the Christmas thing was going on now um, worldwide the Covid things been going on and lockdowns have been going on so all that's been going on and I'm going to mention this stuff now because um, by the time I get to 2021 you know chronologically um, uh, in the podcast I might forget this kind of stuff <laughs> as you do trying to cram a year into 20 minutes or so anyway I'm gonna just chat so here we are I'm here January 2021 and we had the Christmas and I thought I better get some episodes done because I was kind of itching to get them out and uh, and did you know by the way we just hit 1.9 thousand listens and that's over I think 34 episodes so I and, and I think it's 18 countries now 
recently had someone in Japan listening. We've got the Netherlands. We've had Russia, France, um, India, Roscoe. Hope you're listening. Ireland, Ed. Hope you're listening. Anyway, and uh, cousin Noreen in the States. Hope you're listening. Ed, I know you're listening. Anyway, um, so this is a bit of a, a quick chat and. Uh, you get more than you bargain for with this one. So what happened? Now then, um, something very significant happened um, whilst I was off air. We had New Year's and um, and New Year's Eve, of course, we party as we do. But whilst we were partying, um, I was awaiting the arrival of my granddaughter. Now, this would be my first biological granddaughter. I have a granddaughter already. Her name is Ava Esme. And uh, she's my granddaughter and uh, she lives with me full time. But she's not my biological granddaughter. Uh, She is, however, Donna, my partner's biological granddaughter. So, um, So, I was awaiting the arrival of my first granddaughter (laughs) to make me officially a granddad my first official granddaughter so um now i do know kaya adam you are listening and for other listeners who don't know kaya is my daughter adam is her husband my son-in-law and they are avid listeners of this uh, podcast and uh, my number one listeners I'll be honest okay I don't want anyone to feel slighted but um, it's the truth anyway so uh, they hear it first anyway (laughs) so so Kai was expecting and at 4.30 a.m. on the 1st of January Kai after 22 hours of uh, intense labor gave birth to baby Harriet who weighed in at seven pound and four or five ounces I think so I'm officially a granddad it is the granddaddy Jed in the shed Um, and uh, so now I've got two granddaughters to uh, love and cherish and due to the COVID restrictions I've only met young Harriet via video link now there are that's a sign of the times 2021 but anyway um, I know Harriet is also an avid listener and uh, she has been listening uh, since before she was born so Harriet (laughs) it's a pleasure to have you here and uh, I'm glad you're listening and I love you lots anyway uh, right dread in the shed where were you I had to say that I just had to say that um, because of course I'm over the moon can't wait to meet her Anyway, so 1982, where were we? Yes, I was about to become a father for the first time. And uh, and I'd somehow skimmed through to that and I'd, I'd mentioned that I'd begun an affair and I had begun an affair. And um, I was about to end my relationship when found out I was about to become a father. And having not had my father around... I made the decision I'm going to stick around and I am going to be a father to my child. I'm going to be the dad that I never had. Anyway, 
we're not there yet because I've only just heard I'm going to become a dad but I'm just going to skim through a bit of 1982 because in previous episodes I've mentioned you know whatever I'm talking about my band or the band talk over the band I was in talk over were quite busy and quite prolific doing gigs and uh, I might have mentioned that I managed to get a couple of gigs at the Polytechnic you know one in the little department where I was in Ladbrook House and the other one at the main building uh, Holloway Road in the Rocket was the name of the uh, hall there and uh, we supported Barrington Levy there it was a great little gig and uh, yeah so you know we were moving up in the world talk over it was fantastic and I was going to um, I was going to Polytechnic and um, I was getting educated I was learning things about social history and learning about you know the history of the welfare state and you know more economics and social statistics and I was becoming more politicized if you like I was becoming aware of more political theories etc now at the time the polytechnic of North London was a hotbed of socialism and um, you know that was the left wing kind of Islington at the time and um, and um, so you know there was you know some very uh, political politically aware people there so I was getting a bit switched on but I was not one to jump on any political bandwagon so um, so often you know they'd say um, I'd say something and they'd say oh so you're a Marxist then I'm like well no I'm not a Marxist I'd say um, Marxist didn't know what I know you know but there's a whole different thing you know I can read what Marx had to say about life then and how he went about things and understand Marxism but um, no I'm not a Marxist <laughs> definitely not a Marxist you know whether I believe in a more even distribution of wealth yeah fair enough you know whether I'd put a ceiling on certain um, wages yes and whether I'd put a you know a decent floor and foundation you know a basic income for people yes I, I believe in all that that's fine still do you know so um, you know I, I do think wealth could be much more fairly distributed but I'm not going to get into that now anyway so there we were uh, Polytechnic of North London and uh, learning a lot now then also I had geographically moved I'd moved to Islington and uh, originally on moving to Islington I kind of kept myself to myself and I didn't even you know have visitors up from you know Campbell Brixton you know Clive and them I think for about six months before anyone got to visit you know I remember George did come to visit once um, which reminds me around about that time oh no There you go. I did not put the phone on airplane mode. Anyway, I don't know how much of that you got, but if you got any, that's okay. Uh, it's just a snippet of my day, the journey in the shed. Anyway, so uh, where was I? 1982. Um, George had paid a visit, and it reminds me around about that time. 1981, uh, but end of 81, yes, going in, I had stopped drinking alcohol. Stopped drinking alcohol, and um, I was smoking cannabis on a daily basis. Now, um, of course, I'd originally used to buy my greens from down in Brixton, um, but now living in Islington, I um, you know started to find more local sources and I'll make mention of one of them so um, 
and that is a place called the Finsbury Tavern. Now, the Finsbury Tavern, if you were to take a walk up Blackstock Road, which is just up the road from um, where Ladbrook House, my polytechnic building was, you could walk five minutes up Blackstock Road. Straight ahead of you, as you came onto, I think, Seven Sisters Road, uh, there was a pub, still might be there, I'm not sure, called the Finsbury Tavern. Now, roughly about the same time as you saw it, you could smell it. <laughs> you know, there was a, an air around there for a good, you know, 50 yards, you could, you could smell the green. And, um, and so you go up there, the pub would be full. Uh, there'd be maybe one person drinking an orange juice and uh, everyone else was selling cannabis and um, by the bag load, it, you know, by carry bags full and, um, and it was being smoked openly. Um, occasionally police would patrol um, but what I did notice was, for instance, I came out of there once with a, a little five pound uh, wrap of cannabis in a betting slip at the same time as a, a white boy came out and as he came out I came out and there were two police officers now they went past me went after him grabbed him searched him took his green weren't interested in me uh, and there <laughs> clearly was some arrangement <clears throat> locally um, um, because they the police were not interested I mean if the police had walked through the door there's you know, like about 100 people with carrot bags full of weed selling it. Anyway, the Finsbury Tavern, legendary. And um, and I would have also, since I'm on that subject, found another source, which eventually, you know, from the Finsbury Tavern, I, I found another source, which was Sandringham Road down in Dawson. And, uh, and I could take a little walk down Essex Road, take a right at Balls Pond Road, and walk down um, past Dawson, Kingsland, and uh, eventually you can get to Sandringham Road, and uh, and there was a little front line there, which had certain notoriety. Uh, there was a picture on the front of the Daily Mirror um, back at the, back in the day, probably around the same time, 1982, and there was a a board, <laughs> a board bigger than a sandwich board. And on it, in, in big bold white letters, was written "Ganja for sale," and this was kind of put up by the roadside, um, <laughs> and, and it thrived for ages. Um, now, after a while, um, all these front lines—Brixton Front Line, you know, Finsbury Park, Sandringham Road—they all disappeared. Uh, such a thing, such things would be unthinkable nowadays, but they did exist. Um, Anyway, so that was that. So I spoke a bit about Talkover. I'd given up drink. We got to 1982. I was about to become a dad. It's about time I got on with 1983. But that was a nice chat. I'm going to leave it there for now. So it remains for me to say, One Love Army, I salute you. <clears throat> Excuse me. All of my listeners, I salute you. And thank you for staying with me on this journey. And... From the dread in the shed to all mankind is blessed love. Give thanks. All right, I'll see you next time. Bless.